Come with me, we're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news, tips, and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get aesthetic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I'm Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And hey, hello, welcome, which is what Bon Beanie means. I'm even wearing my Poppy Event 2 shirt today. I'm wearing a fantastic cruising shirt. There you go. Well, um, I don't know. We don't look, I think we should just get right into it today. Do you want to do the little commercial first? We don't have to. I can do it later. Okay. So we just got off of a cruise. We did. And it was it was a it was a very short cruise. It was a three night cruise on the Holland America Rotterdam, as a, or as I like to say, Rotterdam. You've never said that, and I hope you never say it like that again. <laughs> and uh, and so we just wanted to give you our thoughts on the Rotterdam, and uh, and um, yeah, do our cruise creature and stuff. But here's what I'm gonna say about this ship before we really get into it. This is a damn nice ship. Wow. Language. This is a family <laughs> show. My mom might be watching. I'm talking about the Rotterdam. <laughs> Jeez. So, spoiler alert. Um, let, let's just put this out there, okay? This is a review-ish ish of the Rotterdam. But let's just put this out there. Holland America really treated us and not just us a lot a lot of other travel advisors to this cruise um and they really wined and dined us i would say uh really treated us wonderfully with that being said we are going to try and give you our unbiased feedback of the ship and what we think of holland america from our experience on this particular cruise and just to let you know right up front so that you're not like you know waiting till the end or something. Uh, we overall absolutely 100% loved this ship. And uh, I will say that I came away with a more positive, not that I had any negatives about Holland America. I mean, there were a couple things that was kind of like, I don't know if it's a cruise line for me, um, but I will say that, that I came away from this whole cruise on the whole thinking Holland America, thinking more of Holland America than I did. And and again, not to say that I thought badly of Holland America, but they improved their standing. So just to get that, uh, just to get that out of the way, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you don't have to now, but please do, because it's going to be fun. So I also want to say, <laughs> because you put it out there that, that Holland America did treat us to this wonderful cruise. Even if we paid full price for this cruise, I think my opinion would absolutely still be the same. Yeah. It has yeah. nothing to do with the we're amount gonna, that we paid for this cruise. Yeah. We're going to tell you, we're going to give you our honest opinion of this cruise, no matter what. So, um, and, and I would hope that they would expect that. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's really going to be pretty, pretty good. So, um, okay. Where what do you want to start? Let's start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. So once upon a time, there was a girl named Kimbra and a boy named Matt. Matt, I couldn't figure Did out. Did you say math? I, I couldn't figure out if I was going to say Matthew or Matt, and it just came out as math. That's a that's a mess. That's Kimbra a mess. and math. 
Sorry. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, so let's start at the beginning. This was, and, and so some of the things that we experienced might not be the same as a regular Holland America cruise, but I think most of it probably is. It was a, a lower attended cruise for that reason. It was 1,200 people on this cruise, which I think was like, I think 30% capacity or something like that didn't he say 30 um, i don't remember what i think he said it was 40 40 and the require like the the maximum is 60 right now okay so it was 40 so it was a it was 1200 people this is not a huge ship but it's a decent sized ship they call it they call it like a mid-range ship mid-size ship. Mid yeah ship. and i think that's an accurate description and so 1200 people on that made for no crowds <laughs> at all no crowds not not a single crowd uh at all i'm not even gonna acknowledge that back i know i'm, I'm not anyway. <laughs> i just throw it threw it up there to let you know that i saw it um yes but we've got focus here yes so so basically i don't know if we were supposed to get tested but we were under the impression we were supposed to get tested for covid before this cruise yes so we got the antigen test obviously it was negative then we got to the port and they tested us again. Now, I don't know if the if that was intentional that they would test us twice. It seemed like a bit of the Department of Redundancy Department, but I mean, I was okay with that because I already feel pretty comfortable right now with that whole COVID thing and having everybody tested at least once and probably a lot of them tested twice. Like I felt very, very, very safe on this ship. Um, you know, we have our friend Adam who I think is in here. Yeah. Adam's in here right now. Who's cruised a bunch of times. We've cruised a bunch of times. We know a lot of people have cruised a bunch of times and on the whole it's, it's been a much safer experience. It seems like, um, than, just living your regular life, especially in the state of Florida. So, um, so hats off to cruising for doing a, a darn good job of, uh, <laughs> of keeping things safe. And, um, and despite all the negative media about cruising, that's, you know, hogwa hogswoggle. I don't know. I just made it up. So I want to, anyway. I want to back up just a little bit. Because although Adam says they only tested us twice, so we did not need masks. Oh, okay. which we didn't. We didn't. The only time they required masks was when we were on the gangway. That was it. They recommended right. masks, but really, well, and very while few in people the terminal. wore them. Yes, very yeah. few people wore them. Um, ones that did, hey, that's completely fine. I have no problem with that. But um, yeah, so it was. It was very. I forgot. It was so weird because we've gotten to this point now where we, it used to be, we always had the mask on hand and we, we wore a mask a lot, even when we weren't required to. But at this point we even feel safe doing that. And then it was like, there was a couple of times when we needed a mask and we didn't have a mask and we we're like, well, this is a different it, scenario. Well, it was actually kind of funny is um, as far, as far as masks go, when we were getting ready to get the, the tender to half moon K they went over the intercom and they were like, make sure you have these things with you, blah, 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 blah. And mask was one of them. Yeah. And we, the way that it worked is we kind of went to an area and then they took us down to the gangway. Um, but they were 
you know, crew standing there. And I went to one of them and I said, they just said that we need masks and we don't have our mask with us. Do we need our mask? And then he was like, oh, um, I don't know. Let me go get a box. And then they were like, okay, let's go. And I said to one of the other ones, hey, they said we need our masks. We don't have our masks. The guy just said he went to go get some. And they're like, they have them down in the gangway. So they took us down. And it was it was fine, but it was kind of weird that nobody else really thought about it, I guess. Or yeah, they didn't, kinda, or they didn't speak that's, up. That's where I think that's just kind of where we're at right yeah. now, which is, um, <laughs> which is a good sign. But I do want to back up a little bit. For those of you that did not read the title of this or are just randomly jumping in, we went on a three-night cruise on the Holland America Rotterdam. Yep. Fort Lauderdale, Half Moon K, Day at Sea, back to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Just had to Fort throw Everglades. that because we didn't say that at all. Stacy says that the CDC, I saw this too, that they lowered the threat level again for cruising. Yes. Yay, cruising. That's that's all. That's all that's all I really wanted to say about that. I don't want to harp on that. Yeah. Because hopefully we can just stop talking about that soon and forget about it. But um, anyway, the Check-in process again. It was a it was a very limited capacity, mm -hmm. but it was super fast, super efficient. Um, port Everglades, not my favorite port to to drive into, but I do like driving in Fort Lauderdale more than I like driving in Miami. The port itself, I mean, I don't know. It was it was fine. It was it, fine. It was it was fine. I I was able to figure out where I was supposed to go, which yes. is more than I can say for Miami. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, the inside the terminal itself was. You know, I don't know. It was it was OK. We weren't in there very long. So who cares? And honestly, like I was thinking about this because we were kind of like nitpicking it and stuff. And then I'm like, who cares? Like you're in this for like an hour or two and then you're on the ship. Like, I don't you can put me in whatever as long as it's like not physically uncomfortable. I don't really care. So uh <laughs> we we actually ended up on the ship about two and a half hours earlier. Right. Than, um, yes. We were scheduled to be. Which yeah. Was nice. Virgin. We, <laughs> just saying we which ended up three and a half hours later than we we're supposed to be anyway we drove over to fort lauderdale the morning of so thursday morning we got up at 5 30 a.m and decided before the time change so it was like 6 30 today yeah right so <laughs> we got up at 5 30 because we're like you know it's a four hour drive let's give ourselves some extra time we ran into almost no traffic so right. we got there at like 9 30 ish mm -hmm. yeah so and our check-in time was 2 20 so we had some time to spare yes so we went to the dive shop and we kind of wasted some time we went for an early-ish lunch and then adam texted us and said get there early because they're doing testing so right. we finished lunch and we rushed over and we didn't really need to rush but we ended up getting on we two hours early. Focus. Yeah. So yeah. we thought we were going to have to like wait a real long time and stuff. And it was like super well, quick. Walked right on the ship. Yeah. A room was ready. They're like, your room's ready. Like they practically met us in the room with our luggage, with our, with our big suitcase. The dive bags came a little bit later, but, and again, like, I don't know, like I, I would say that they did a very good job and, and you may not have that same experience if you're on a full capacity ship it may be a little bit longer but i think that would be acceptable like i guess i guess what i can take from this is that under the circumstances they did a really outstanding job which makes me think that they would do a really outstanding job under 
other circumstances for those for that situation. Yeah. I also want to mention the new app that a lot of cruise lines are going to Verify. Yes. So we got an email saying that they were trying out Verify on this and um, they were hoping to, you know, put it into place for all cruises going forward. And when we got there, they had a line for people that that did Verify and then a line for people who didn't. We tried to use it and it wouldn't accept our vaccine cards and test results. Right. So we tried, we both tried. And I mean, we're not like claiming to be like the IT customer of the year, but we're competent technology wise. So um, I feel like there's, there's some potential there. I know people have commented about how well it's worked in other situations. And so I think that for cruising, it's just a new thing. Yeah. Now, they haven't, now we they haven't worked out all the bugs. We and didn't stuff try yet. and upload our documents like 20 different times. We did it once. No, and when we it said like, not accepted, we were, we're like, like, okay, you know what? They're just gonna they'll do it there. On we're the, not going to worry yeah. about it. And, and we didn't need to. It was it was so quick and painless. And uh, yeah, so we got on the ship and we have a question. Oh, Stacy wants to know if the gangway was a steep walk to get onto the ship. It was not. It was no. actually less steep than I think any other. And it was like short. Like, I feel like we didn't have to zigzag. No, it was very it short. It was just we just it was very went. Direct. Yeah. 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 It would be really good if you were saying a walker. A wheelchair so I, kevin yeah. said eating lunch before getting on the ship is a lot like taking sand to the beach <laughs> yes, right? i know but we thought you're we right. had three more hours to wait you're not wrong so you're not wrong if, kevin if we <laughs> if we would have known that we were going to go straight to the ship yeah. right after we wouldn't have done that no we were like we have time to kill and we yeah and we thought we were, it was going to be a while so we we're like let's just let's eat at this place and it'll be fine and yeah, whatever. It was, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. But yes, that is a very valid point. So, okay. So we get on the ship and, um, I don't know. I mean, we, we didn't take a lot of pictures inside the ship. There are some really good room tour or not room tour. We did the room tours. Um, there are some really good ship tours on YouTube already of this ship. And I would encourage you to just Google or YouTube, Google, YouTube search. Google owns YouTube, right? Anyway, yeah. just search for those if you want to see this ship because those already exist and they're very well done. Uh, there, there's a few of them. So, uh, but but here's what I would say about this ship: it is it is a very classy looking ship. Um, I don't know. It, it was a lot of like earth tones. I would say kind of decor. It was like classy without being gaudy. It was, but it was still kind of, it wasn't so like modern that you felt like, you know, like, like you were meant to actually sit in the furniture version um, and, and enjoy the ship. It was just a really beautiful ship. I was going to say this, this ship is, I don't think I've ever used the word beautiful for a ship before like there's a lot of ships that like look really cool and are great and are great but this ship beautiful i think is the best word to describe yeah. this ship yeah yeah so um so day one they we did like a fun scavenger hunt thing that had us going we went to look at the different rooms which if you've gone to our youtube channel um then you'll you'll see that we did actually six different room tours Including, including including ours. our, our yeah. room that we had but then we did five other room tours which they had open for us to see which was really cool um and then we went around and 
we had to do all these different fun activities that were just really introducing us to the ship and the brand in general. And, um, and, I, and I'm really glad that we did that because it really did give us a feel for kind of the, the ship. Like we didn't see everything on that run, but we got, we went to all the main spots and we did things like the one bar, for example, one of the first stops we went to, you go to this bar, it's called the, um, the, the half, half moon bar, bar, which is, which is, I will say my favorite bar on the ship. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's sort of like, it's sort of like the fortune teller and the alchemy bar ish, not quite as cool as either of those, but it's still cooler than bars on other ships I've been on. So they had, um, so they had a thing where you would smell the ingredients of these different drinks uh, at one table. And what else there was like, they had like all their drinks had a table with like a, they have like four, I think like four there or were, five drinks that they highlighted. There were three. Three th tables. Three drinks. Three drinks. Okay. So three drinks that they were highlighting. Yeah. I don't, sorry. I was reading this, so I don't know if you, <laughs> what you actually said. Um, but the, the point of the tables were to, to smell. One was smell. They were, we smelled them all. Were they all smell? Well, you didn't taste anything. We weren't allowed. Well, they were bringing around samples. Well, yeah. yeah. For for after. You had to guess what the smells were. Yeah, you had to guess the what drinks. the smell is right. based on. Right. Yeah. That went into the drink, what you just said. And then they have. And then a, they had samples of all of them yes. that we could try. Yes. And then they had a, a, like a another section set up where it was like a smoky drink, which was a gin based drink, which I'm not really a gin guy, but it was, um it wasn't just gin, but they, they basically have this thing. It looks like a bong and you like. They put cherry wood in it and they have a little torch thing. So they burn oh, I was it. supposed to look and see how much one of those was for and you. They, and they smoke into this bottle and they, they mix the liquor up that they've already mixed liquor and then they mix it up. But anyway, it was really good. And it reminded me of something you would get like the whole presentation. Everything was something like you'd see it like the fortune teller. Yeah. Which is really fun and cool. And we also had the drink package on this was included. So I'm going to back up real quick just because we have a question that I can't actually answer right now. Okay. Um, so Todd wants to know how many agents versus normal paying customers. Um, uh, curious if we experienced normal Hall American cruise clientele. There were no other customers. This was specifically yeah. Hall in America um, treating travel advisors to their product to to help teach us about it to sell their product to tell us all the things that they had so that we can tell you about it so the, it was it was travel advisors only yeah and like matt said we had the drink package that is something that they provided for us as well because we don't normally get the drink package and, and honestly like even with the drink package like we didn't drink that much but it was nice because you could go and have this drink. Like I had, I think two or three of those smoky drinks yeah. throughout the cruise and, you know, and enjoyed some of the other cocktails that they had at the different uh, bars and stuff like that. But, but this one was just, I just thought it was kind of cool. Uh, the library is, it looks like a border store. I mean, obviously a much, it was cool though. Like it scale, wasn't like a normal library. No, no, it felt like a borders to yeah. me. Like, but kind of bookshoppy. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But that was kind of cool. Um, what else do we have to do on that particular scavenger? Um, we had the gratitude tree. So the theme mm. of this cruise was attitude of gratitude, which is a very, I mean, I have a lot of gratitude for um, Holland America for doing this for us. Right. 
Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we did the the gratitude tree. We we had chocolate covered strawberries. Right. We had to answer some questions. It was just teaching us about different things about yeah. Uh, there's from uh, a travel agent's perspective about as well, like as booking about groups. Yeah. Um, so, um, here's a little thing. So Uncle D is asking if you're not an alcohol person and don't go to bars, is there a good bit of things to do on? Well, that just reminded me, Dan, that one thing that we found out on this cruise, they gave us the the drink package. There's two drink packages. One is the one we got, which is the kind of the base level one, and the other one is the elite one, which is five dollars more a day. So, um. The, they have a limit on how many drinks, which, you know, Carnival does that, 15 drinks. But they also had a price limit, like a cap of $11, which is fine. I mean, most of the drinks are under $11, Royal Caribbean. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I just jab. At, anyway, uh, but, but, but what we didn't know, and I don't think Carnival does this with their drink packages, but I could be wrong, is that any drink you got, dinged off one of those 15. So like I got fresh greens, orange juice. And you know, if you got a cappuccino, if you got, you got a Coke, a Coke, those all count off of your 15 drinks. I've always thought that carnival did the 15 drink thing because they didn't want to deal with crazy drunk people, which I was like, respect, but that's not what's going on here. They're just like, Nope, 15 drinks and ching, ching. So there's, there you go. There's my, there's a the little bit of honest. Yeah. Now <laughs> that that's not the case for their higher drink no, package. $5 more a day, which is not. And that, if you that's, have a seven night that's cruise, that's just alcoholic beverages. More total. For that that's not a lot. So. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting because that, that yeah. was something that I didn't actually realize. And if you were to get a drink that was above $11, you wouldn't just pay the difference. You mm. have to pay for the whole drink. Yes. Yes. But to answer your question, Dan, um, absolutely 100% there is stuff to do on the ship. Now, is this ship a good ship to take kids on? No, it's, it's just not, they have a kid's area thing, but it's not, there's no water slides. It's, this is not a ship that's built for kids. It's a ship that's built for adults and it can accommodate a senior adult, but it's also a good ship for, um, middle-aged adults. And even I think to, for the right person, young adults, they have a lot of, music venues on this ship and the music it was a lot of live music and although it wasn't really our thing and it was way too loud um for our taste but it was good it was quality music mm -hmm. so if you like music there's stuff for you to do um, but they even they even had signs like in the the mm -hmm. area that was like you know please be quiet performance and session well that was when they were doing and we didn't listen up they were doing like classical music yeah so yeah. they also have that now that's more my my thing like i don't i don't mind listening to loud music obviously i'm an old punk rock guy but um i don't like listening to loud music that i can't hear the person sitting this close to me when i'm trying to like just hang out like if i'm there just to see a band that's one thing but i don't anyway but it's but the point is there was fun music they have the bb king and they have the rock and roll and they played um, uh the the billboard on board the dueling pianos Yes. That was very cool. That was cool. We didn't spend a lot of time with the dueling pianos, but I love dueling pianos. One in of general. the problems with this cruise is that it was a three night cruise. And as Adam said repeatedly, you just can't do everything. There was a lot to do on the ship that we did not experience, but we saw bits and pieces of that were really cool. The dueling pianos was, yeah, it looked, it, 
from what we saw and heard, it was a very quality show. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have been really neat. Here's what Holland America does that's different than um, most other cruise lines. Maybe not like Princess. I don't know about Celebrity, but uh, they do. And we missed this because we were doing the painting thing. But they do things like, like lecture series that are cultural and that are about the ecology of different areas. Obviously, for like somebody like Kimbra and myself, this is really cool. And, and I think somebody like Dan out there would really appreciate that as well because it's educational. That's the advantage of going on a cruise that's catered to older adults is they realize that there are, you know, th this is a demographic that gets enough people that actually want to still learn stuff <laughs> that, um, that it, we can benefit from that. Uh, one of the coolest shows I've ever been to on a cruise that we went to was a BBC um, show, and it was called, I'm going to mess it up so you just say it. Seven Worlds, One Planet. Seven Worlds, One Planet. They have, in their main theater, beautiful, huge, triple screen, three triple screens, and bright, vibrant colors. Uh, so their BBC did their, you know, their BBC Earth show and all that. So they gave them clips and they did a little bit of, of uh, narration, just a little bit of narration. And they highlight all seven of the continents on the planet. And so it'll explain this is North America and th this happened and this happens and this is going to happen. And then you see this play out very well. You know, it's BBC Earth, so it's amazing footage. And then they have live classical music playing and it goes, you know, it goes along to, to the thing. So cool. It was really cool. Was I really, 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 really super enjoyed that. What's kind of funny about that is, is you weren't real excited to go. I was, I was iffy on it. I didn't know if it was just going to be like some BBC footage and random classical music, but it was really put together in an educational way. Mm -hmm. Like I would have been okay with just listening to classical music and watching that footage. But at the same time, I'm like, is this footage I've seen before? Cause I've seen the BBC. Yeah, it was nice that it was, it was definitely new because at some points they showed like the filming <laughs> happening. Sorry, Todd's <laughs> making a comment that I'm not, I'm not even going to repeat this. No, don't. Um, <laughs> they showed the people filming the stuff. So filming of the filming and they were wearing masks. So it's definitely new footage yeah. because it, you know, I, I had seen, um, a little i had seen some of the footage before but some of it's but, obviously new yeah but it was good footage it was you know it was really cool yeah. like they showed um and this is why i've seen it before they showed fruit bats in australia flying down to get water and the johnston's freshwater crocodiles like nabbing them as they came down to get the water it's such really really cool footage so i've seen it but i enjoyed it and it was just, it was very well the lightning done. lightning bug thing was really cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this is, this is what Holland, this is what Holland America is built for. It's built for, um, it's a cruise, but they're kind of, they're kind of building it like almost like that kind of river cruise kind of thing where it's, a, or, you know, the smaller ship thing where you're really getting that in-depth, um, cultural and educational experience, as well as some of the perks from a bigger ship. This is kind of something that they really emphasize some of the 
different presentations and stuff that we went to. Uh, this ship is built for Alaska, like 100%. We were in the Caribbean. Well, we were technically, we were not in the Caribbean. We we're in the Bahamas, but this ship is made for Alaska. It's their flagship. Holland America wants to be the Alaska cruise line. You know, it's, it's already princess and them. And I haven't been on a princess ship, so I can't speak to how this compares to that experience. But listening to them present about Alaska and some of the perks that this cruise line has for sailing to Alaska is pretty impressive. And I and I know I, I called my mom um, yesterday and I was asking her because I know she went to Alaska on Princess. And I think Princess has most of these same perks. And what we're talking about is because this cruise line has been literally sailing to Alaska since before it was a state, they have gotten sort of first dibs and maybe even grandfathered in a little bit on things like being one of the ships that gets to go to Glacier Bay. And if you go to some of these ports in Alaska, um, they're very limited on how many ships they can have at these ports. So uh, like Holland America ship gets to park right in the main area where you want to be and other cruise lines I think they're talking Royal Caribbean and Norwegian um, have to park down the way and they have to shuttle their people in. And like they showed us, you know, there's like complaints and I've seen this in videos I've watched about snorkeling in Alaska where people were like complaining because they're getting on a shuttle. They have to wait in a line, get on a shuttle. It's almost like a van version of a tender. And then they have to drive to this location and they drive to it. And there's the Holland America ship right there. <laughs> they're like, why didn't we just sail on that ship? So there's, there's some perks, but the other thing is the decor of the ship um, has a lot of Alaska theming. Uh, the, the main pool area, which is beautiful. It has, you know, other ships have this, like the sliding glass that goes over it, which came in handy because it got a little chilly and windy at the end of this mm -hmm. cruise, but we were able to go out and enjoy it because they could just close that off. Uh, but if you watch the videos we did of the room tours, some of the higher end ones, and also in the big observation tower on there on deck 12, which is, or is it deck 12, deck 14? Deck 12. Is it deck 12? Mm -hmm. I thought they like skipped 14 it. was all open. Oh, okay. Okay. They, yeah, they, there's really 13, but they skipped 13, right? They, yeah, didn't, yes. they didn't acknowledge yes, there was... there's a plus for you version you acknowledge the number 13 thank you but anyway they have like binoculars so binoculars in the cabin in the pinnacle suite which you know nobody can afford that i know but uh they have this really nice binocular like weighted stand but they had two of those set up in this viewing area on deck 12 which is in the front of the ship yeah and which it, is really cool it was very cool so yeah just a just a classy ship and this is what I would say if, if I'm going to go on a cruise and I can cruise on like, say the horizon, um, I, I'm not even going to throw Mardi Gras in there cause that's not even fair, but the horizon or this ship, uh, which ship am I going to choose? It, it's going to depend on what kind of cruise I'm looking for. It's, it's like, what did I say? I said, remind me this because it's a, it's a good kind of metaphor. Uh, restaurants uh, restaurant it's like a rest it's like restaurants okay so what's my favorite restaurant i don't know it depends on what i'm in the mood for sometimes i want a nice sit down quiet steak dinner other times i want to go to a fun pizza place or a taco place where i get all the hot sauces like 
cruises are kind of like that. So if, if it's like a group cruise, I'm probably not going on this ship. If it's, um, if it's a cruise with some people that, you know, we're going to hang out and we're going to drink and have fun and stuff. This probably isn't the ship I'm going to choose. I'm probably going to go on the, on the horizon or the, or the Vista or, or obviously the Mardi Gras. But if I'm looking for a nice, quiet, relaxing, kind of romantic cruise, it's just Kimber and myself. This is the ship I'm going to go on because it's, it's just, it's got a different vibe to it. It's not, it's not the fun energy vibe, but it's the, classy romantic vibe it's just it's just different so not better or worse but different and i think that's probably kind of where i stand on this on this ship i don't know what do you think i agree i i have to say that going into it like i was i was excited because i hadn't been on a holland america ship and i've walked off this ship with a completely different view like, I am excited to book a longer cruise with just you on a Holland America ship. Yeah. I think, yeah. And now I've been on one other Holland America ship. And, and in that situation, it was a regular cruise. The, the ship, which was the New Amsterdam, which we saw actually, uh, was beautiful. It was when it was real new and it's still a fairly new ship. Uh, it was a beautiful ship. Um, it was a good experience. You know, the food was great and everything was great, which the food on this cruise was really good. Um, there, there is a negative though. We'll get to that in a second. But, um, but the, the, <laughs> the crowd on that cruise was definitely older, um, which I don't have a problem with. Like I get along with older people. I'm becoming one slowly, a little quicker than I'd like, but uh, it was like that ship shut down at 9 p.m. Like you'd walk through the clubs were open, but there were crickets chirping. I think they were actually playing a cricket chirping album on the DJ thing. But um, and it was like awkward. Some of the things were awkward, like the cruise director doing the love and marriage was weird because it was I don't know. But but it was still a good it was a good cruise, but it wasn't it didn't make me like want to go back on Holland America. I wasn't, I wouldn't avoid it, but I wasn't like looking for it. This cruise was different. I do want to say, speaking of shutting it down at nine o'clock, it would have been nice if the hot tubs would have stayed open longer than nine o'clock. Well, yeah, but that's almost every cruise line. I don't know. No, no, no. I've been on hot tubs until like midnight. Oh, really? So yeah. it seems like that's becoming the thing. I don't yeah. know. So here's, here's a, a positive and a negative. Um, the food on the ship start with breakfast. Okay. Breakfast was really good and look what they have on this ship. Okay. Come on. If you're just listening, I'm showing a picture of Vegemite on the buffet. That's right. I don't have to bring my own packets. So that was amazing. But that, but really like, you know, recently the cruises we've been on the bacon and stuff wasn't all that in a bag of chips. It was good quality food in the buffet. Good selection of food in the buffet. The main dining room, the I would say um, the majority of the food we had was outstanding. Um, there were a couple things that were okay compared to any other cruise line MDR experience, which I'm, I've never had just bad food in a cruise MDR, but uh, but compared to that, I would say it was it was a little bit better than my average experience. But here's the negative. Their selection of items was very small. 
And there were the last night we went to the buffet partly because we wanted to experience that, but mostly because there was literally no uh, appetizer and no entree and no dessert that we were even interested. Well, in. the appetizer options, I think there were four or five of them. All but one was seafood. Yeah. And the one that yeah. wasn't seafood was salad. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know. That was a little disappointing. And I don't know how that runs on a regular cruise, but they also have a lot of specialty dining. I know mm -hmm. Adam ate at the Italian restaurant and he was very impressed with that. Um, they have the steak restaurant. They have, I think, an Asian themed restaurant. They have the seafood Rudy's. Yeah, they have the yeah they have Rudy's, which is seafood. So they have a lot of you know pay options, and the buffet is a very good thing. Uh, let's talk about the pizza. Hang on, I have a picture of. Well, hang on. Before I get to that, let me just let me just highlight this. This is uh, this is escargot. Half I'm eaten. A picture of here, half eaten. <laughs> um, I enjoy escargot. I've had it several times on several different lines. This hands down best escargot I've ever had. Not even close. Not even close. This escargot was knock your socks off, and I don't even wear any socks. Um, what is this? Here's a here's an example of breakfast. There's my Vegemite. This egg thing was really cool, like poached eggs on like peppers and stuff. Very nice, very cool, very delicious. But um, what was I wanting to show here? There's another food pizza. thing, pizza. There's a picture of pizza somewhere. Got like 70 pictures on here. Here we go. Okay. It's the big debate, right? Who has the best pizza? A lot of people say Carnival. Some people say Royal. You know, pizza is subjective. Everybody has different tastes in pizza. But what I'll say is for me, every pizza that I've had on a cruise has been good. I've not had any great, amazing, oh my God, pizza moments on a cruise ship. I've never had any gross, this is disgusting, I don't want to eat this pizza moments on a cruise ship either. I've had good pizza on every ship. And none of them have stood out to me enough for me to go, oh yeah, I really like X Cruise Line's pizza the best. None of them have been that different of an experience for me personally. But... And this was no this was no different. But what was different is that you could make your own pizza and they had a good amount of toppings. I got pepperoni, capicola, and kalamata olives. I can't do that to my knowledge on any other cruise line. I can't get that combination. Um, you got what? I got pepperoni, ham, and mushrooms. And you don't have to stand there like a moron and wait for your pizza for them to make your pizza for 15, 20 minutes. They give you a buzzer. And when it's done, it buzzes and you go and pick it up. I think Virgin did that. Did there, didn't mm. Virgin have a buzzer? I feel like they had a buzzer on Virgin. Oh, they did. There's, there's but a good... you, I don't think you could leave the pizza place. No, I don't know. I mean, this one, this pizza place is kind of in the pool area. Yeah. So, and they also have a deli with that pizza place, which we did not have a chance to try, but I'm sure it was delicious. Uh, so yeah, the, the pizza, Adam says the pizza was not good. He didn't like the pizza. I, I liked the pizza. I, I liked it. Was it. Fine. Mm -hmm. it, it. It tasted pretty good. And maybe because I got like, that's one of my favorite pizza combinations, not the capicola. That was just like, Oh, I can get capicola. Let's do it. But pepperoni and Kalamata olives. That's like a go-to for me. If I can get it, I can't get that at every pizza place locally, you know, like that's like not everybody has 
Kalamon olives. I love Kalamon olives on a pizza. It's good. So anyway, that was a big plus. They did have a burger place, which we tried. Um, and it was the same thing. You order your burger, they give you a buzzer and you pick it up. So you don't have to like stand there and wait. They're not like flipping them out as quickly as guys burger. The burger was, you didn't have the burger, right? I, I just, just had fries, but the fries were good. Fries were good. They weren't as good as guys. I, the burger was better than your average buffet burger, but it, it was no, it was no guys burger. Um, it was fine. It was, it was, it was good, but it wasn't amazing. Like I don't go, Oh, I really miss sailing on that ship because of the burger. I do when I'm not on carnival. Now, when I'm not on a carnival ship, carnival has made me addicted to their guy's burger place. And now probably big chicken too, but I haven't had that enough to really be, you know, fully. I'm all about big chicken. I mean, I, I like big chicken, but I mean, I haven't been like fully, uh, you know, addicted to it yet. But, uh, but I, I judge all food by guys burgers. Now, if I'm on a different cruise line, I'm like, well, this is nice, but they don't have guys burger. And, you know, don't get me started on, Royal Caribbean's burger because we ain't even going there. Anyway, um, the food is good and they just need a little bit bigger list on the MDR. But overall, I would be very, very happy with the food options on a like a seven night cruise or, or eight night cruise or whatever on this line. So, okay. Should we go through some of these pictures here? Um, we can, but I have one more thing to say. Sure. Um, I just want to shout out the crew on this ship yeah. they were phenomenal we had like great experiences with every interaction that we had um that's true one in particular um at the half moon bar you were it was actually that bar was crowded most of the time we just happened to walk over there at one point in time when it wasn't which was nice because we actually got to sit there a little bit um and matt got the the smoked drink and they use like they they do it like a little display like they put it up on the counter and like they sh they do it in front of you like they do at the fortune bar like fortune mm -hmm. teller bar like they put it out in front of you and make it and stuff um, i have a video that i will post on probably youtube or something so. yeah they they put a round ice ball cube in there i guess not a cube if it's a ball oh. um but they put it's a a sphere and we we have you know ice sphere makers at here at home in the freezer but this one i saw them grab a cube and then and then it was a sphere so i asked the 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 girl there at the bar her name was paula may if any of you are on the ship she is a wonderful human and i said how do you make them round and she actually grabbed the thing it's like a gravity metal thing and put it out in front of me and grabbed the cube and handed the the tongs to me with the cube and said put it in there and i did and then she said okay now put it on the top like she let me do it to show me how it worked which was really cool very cool yeah it's just basically this really heavy thing that just smashes a, a cube into a sphere it was yeah i mean the, it was the, interesting the thing was cool but it was that interaction yeah. that like it made it extra special yeah yeah absolutely so okay so i've got we've got a bunch of pictures i'm just going to go through them kind of quickly because they're not all in a great order but and some of them a couple of them will come back to but so we did get tall animals so thank you for that uh we enjoy those and then in each of the elevator areas 
there was some artwork. Now, if you're just listening to this podcast, this is going to be, you might want to fast forward or come over to YouTube and, and look for the video. There was some really cool artwork. We went to all three elevator bays and went up and down every one of them and just took pictures of our favorites. So this, there were these big sculptures, like this sort of MC Escher looking thing here. Um, and then on the walls of the stairwells, there was interesting art. And so we, we took some pictures of some of our favorites. This is like a book that they've carved into and then put paper stuff on. There were um, a few of those. They have several really cool ship models there. Here's another book. Like I said, the order's not great, but look at that. Look at the little stairs in that. I mean, these were really neat. And uh, there's another one there. I mean, just really those cool books stuff. Were really cool. Very cool. Uh, this was on our level. This was right by our room. Made it really easy to figure out where you were on the ship too, because they were so distinct. Um, this is just another picture of that. And then, oh, look, there's another book because these are not, I don't know what order these decided to come in, but not a normal one. This was down by the casino, kind of these, I, don't know, I kept thinking they were D20s. So if you, you didn't get to take a picture above this, but if you look up, it's mm. like a mirror and it looks like it's like forever going up. Yeah, it looks like it's a window, but it's, it's just a mirror actually. And this is like, looks like the Venus of Villendorf and Puerto Rican or the, the Amber Cove uh, Dominican Republic statues had a baby, which would be appropriate for the Venus of Villendorf. Those of you art history nerds know what the Venus of Villendorf is. And there's a couple more pictures because my phone was doing weird stuff. Um, then they had these weird, like deconstructed. Yeah. Instruments. And there were a few of these. Kimber really liked these. Um, they were in the elevator areas, just the artwork on this ship was really cool. It was cool. And it was not like quote unquote old people art. Like it was like neat. Yeah, I think. It was, cool it was like really classy, interesting art. And of course this is, they had more of these, but I had to take Deb, Debbie Harry cause you know, punk rock. And uh, this was, this was a cassette tape that they made this picture of Debbie Harry out of the tape. So that's cassette tape artwork how cool is that um there's that again and then they had this was david bowie cut out of an album they had a few of those two different but we took david because david bowie's you know i thought was the coolest one um and then here's another interesting like artwork with a what is that a that's trombone a, trumpet a, really a saxophone the saxophone right was, were, were you serious right there i i i got to it eventually yes that's a saxophone Matt. <laughs> um, yeah stacy the music artwork is really cool it's very cool here's another ship model that's interesting with the the reflection it was real hard to get some of those <laughs> in the glass case some of these just this was interesting it's like these speakers with the picture of the world on it then, oh, this was really cool. So another David Bowie thing. They basically took the album here and they made a collage of other stuff. It and they was were 3D. You partially, can't tell yeah. that in this picture yeah. real well. So this is the Ziggy Stardust album. And then I took a picture of the John Lennon Imagine album. And, you know, I think there's like Sistine Chapel stuff there and stuff. Just really creative, cool stuff. This was Led Zeppelin, who I personally can't stand apologies if you're a Led Zeppelin fan, but, and then it had the, like, I guess it's Marvel stuff, but it's cool. It's cool looking. Um, then they had these paper crafts. So this pangolin just layers of cut paper 
Uh, we took a picture of all the animals here, I think. So there's the pangolin, the gorilla, uh, rhinoceros, and a tiger. I mean, this is cool stuff, right? Did you do the buildings too, or did we pass those up? I think we, I don't know if I took a picture of the buildings. Okay. Uh, here's another kind of fun little, what would you call this, ukulele? Yeah. Or something like that. They didn't have strings or anything, but still kind of cool. Um, here's one picture I did take of the back area of the ship. This is a really nice area. This is obviously not the one that you can cover up, but nice pool with two hot tubs. And then the bars down below to the left, just real spacious, open feeling. Um, I don't know. I, Tommy Casabona always talks about areas like this on a ship as being the coolest spots. And I, I, I think this is what he's talking about. And, and if it is, I totally get it. Like this was just a cool area. Um, here's, I thought this was a bear when we first saw it. And then Kimber's like, that's an otter. And of course, Kimber's right. It's an, but look, look how cute that is. Like that's a, look at that. <laughs> look at that face. That is adorable. I thought I took a picture of its butt too, but maybe it's out of order. It's, it's that one. Hmm? Go down three. Oh, down three. Yeah. Well, I don't know what, how this decided to put these in certain orders, but, um, then they had these, um, moths and butterflies made out of material. Sorry if you weren't expecting an art tour <laughs> of the ship. This is what we took pictures of because we are yeah, we did, who we are. We so. didn't do a ship tour, pictures of the tour. <laughs> we took we did an art tour, which was kind of kind of different. It cool. was cool. Like we're walking around you know just taking we pictures spent of it. At least an hour probably. I doing would say this. so. I would say so. Yeah. Uh here's a scorpion. Now, this is actually a painting, but what they did is they did these. Um, this is also a painting. This is two-dimensional painting. And they, but it looks three dimensional, right? And basically, they built these animals out of Flowers. flower pieces. Uh, the scorpion. There's another one of that. Um, looks like maybe a a moth or something. Um, this was hard to photograph, but this was really cool. They have the sea turtle and a stingray and sharks and octopus and stuff in this. And we think this was like a 3D printed, like with a. With like the the little the, the 3D printing pen. Yeah, we think that's how this was done. It's what it, it looked like. I tried to capture it. It just didn't photograph well, but it was neat to see in person. Some fun Photoshop collage pictures here. Um, took that one for my mom. Took that one for your mom. And then these are really cool because these are like pictures built out of junk, and they didn't paint these. They just found junk that was the right color and they made this, uh, I guess it's supposed to be a jaguar or a leopard, uh, maybe a leopard because then this is an elephant and is that all we, oh, there, and a zebra there. So these are all African animals. That's why I think it's probably a leopard. But anyway, um, we got this towel animal. We don't know what it is. Maybe it's a squid, which would be real appropriate because... We haven't released our Half Moon K. We haven't edited it yet, but I know we asked, you know, what animals we saw. Well, spoiler alert, best squid encounter ever. Okay. This, we hung out with the squid for hours, like literally, like it hung out. We went to lunch. We got back in the water. We hung out again. Like I am friends with this squid. Like we're Facebook buddies now. You know, she's oh, like, we invited, we had dinner. We invited her over for dinner. <laughs> yeah. And then of course we, uh, I we, have, I have them in person. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, we can do that. That'll be better. Did we miss anything else? Um, I think that's it for the most part. There. Pull that picture off of there. I think. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll bring the Vegemite and boom. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, so one of the cool things they were testing out on this cruise was um, was this painting thing, and. Um, you know, it's like painting with a twist or whatever it's they called call it by you. Painting to go. Which I have a little bit of an issue with. Because you say Gogh. It's supposed to be Van Gogh, not Van Gogh. But anyway, I'm I'm just kidding. I, I won't be that persnickety about that. But it but it's but it's cool. Like so it's so it's like yeah. So it's like one of those things where you go and you you paint and you drink. They normally will charge for this twenty bucks. Twenty five. Twenty five for one. 40 for two. Yeah. So they said, depending on which ship you're on, they may or may not offer. Let two. me back up a little bit. So this is a brand new thing that they're getting ready to start. And they kind of tested it out on us. It's going to be on, I think they named three or four different ships. I don't remember what all of them are. Their plan is to offer two of them for each cruise, except Rotterdam. They said Rotterdam just one. Yeah. Which is um, weird, which I don't understand. But yes, like you said, if you want to do one of them, it's $25. And if you want to do both, it's 40. Now that is a fair price. I think that's similar to what you would pay on land. However, I have a couple nitpicks about it on ours. It was they, cause it was included. So they expected nine, they got 16 <laughs> it was a, and they accommodated us. They did a great job, but uh, here's my nitpicks. It's a two, it's two hours of time and because we had so many people that were extra and they were getting it set up we started like 20 minutes late so we missed a thing we wanted to go to because it was like two we were there for like two and a half hours which was a, which is a long time and they scheduled it at 11 so that put us right through the middle of lunch yeah so then we had to rush for lunch yeah so it would have been better if they had done it at 10 they did tell us up front you know you're going to need two hours but that was before we waited a half an hour to start or 20 minutes to start that's fine whatever though they can they can streamline that my other problem is they had plenty of people there to help they had like four people i think there to help but they don't actually paint you watch a video of somebody painting and to me that ain't cutting it they need a person painting it's not that hard i'm sure there's somebody on the ship that has enough artistic ability to teach one of these courses if they want to hire me to do it, I will gladly do it. Uh, not that my painting came out awesome, but if I did it enough times, a couple times, I think it would come out really good. But they just they just need somebody, like when you go to these classes, you're not going to watch YouTube and how to paint. If you want to do that, you can stay at home. It's different. You need somebody there to do it, that you can see it, to work with you. Uh, they need to have it in a personal thing. But whatever. It's still really cool. It's a it's a cool experience. Like yeah. like how often do you get to sit on the ship and like see the sea <laughs> while you're painting? <laughs> yes. So it so it is very cool. So so Kimbra, the the thing that we did was like a uh, you may have seen it on Facebook, but it was like a beachscape. Here. That was yours thing. Um, and so since we were doing two of them, we tried to angle them differently so that we could maybe hang them at some point. So I will say before, before we show these off, one of my umbrellas is incomplete. 
<laughs> because because I screwed it up and then it didn't dry fast enough and I was really hungry so I just left it to finish it later. So one of my umbrellas is incomplete. Don't judge. They're not going to judge you. Okay, I'm ready. I'm the, I'm the one that's like supposed to be the artist and I'm like looking at this going, this is a little cringy for me, but uh but Mine? Ouch, man. No, mine. Oh, okay. Are you Yours? ready? Yes. All right. So so <laughs> I can't even tell what we're looking at. You so, need yeah, so but I mean, you need to come up, up. towards me, there, down, away from me. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So, I mean, it was fun. I, I think it's a really pretty thing that they, that they chose. I'm sure this will be appropriate to the cruise that they're going on. Uh, I think it's a wonderful idea. I wish more people wanted to do it. And maybe they do. It was pretty popular on our cruise. Um, I think this is a really, I think this is a really fun thing. Like to, just to give people that creativity and, you know, it's always about music and stuff like that. How about some visual arts? People always have this thing, this block that they think they can't draw or they can't paint, but you can, it's mechanical, some of it. So, and, and everybody that painted there um, pretty much came up with really cool looking works of art like like you see at these things you know so go look at a modern art museum and you'll be like oh yeah mine's a lot better than that and that sells for five million dollars but anyway it was a really it was a really cool experience and i think that they have a little bit of tweaking to do but that's okay they were trialing it on us i think it's got a lot of potential and i hope that it catches on and i hope that they i know that it's i think they've done that on other cruise lines i don't think this is the first cruise line to do this but I hope it catches on, becomes a popular thing on different cruise lines. And then, uh, yes, Mike, uh, then I will be gone for six months out of the year teaching painting on a cruise ship happily. And the other six months I can do ecology lectures. <laughs> so, so Mike said the only, he thinks it's really cool. Um, the only issue might be flying and have to bring it home. So that's actually something yes. that we thought about. Yes. Is, is we think it would be nice if it was a smaller canvas mm -hmm. that would not only be good for travel if you're flying in, but it would make the time less. Yes. I think you could do a smaller, like kind of eight by 10 canvas. Um, and that would solve those problems or at least make them better. And, and also, they need to gesso their canvases because if you know about painting, like the first like 15 minutes was us just like soaking paint into the canvas. Cause it didn't have like, I was real irritated gessoed enough or at all. And so it was like, you couldn't, you couldn't get the paint to spread on the canvas. It just, just drank it up. Yeah. But anyway, these are little things that they can fix and they just need to, to solve these issues. And I think it's really cool. So anyway, that's that. Uh, all right. Anything else that we miss anything in there? I think we got through all the pictures and stuff that we took and um, that. Yep. So, um, so yeah, again, as I said in the beginning, I think this is an awesome cruise ship. It's the seventh Rotterdam. It is the seventh, which is and actually the smoky drink is called the Rotterdam Seven. Yes, that's right, that's right. And uh, and if you're looking to go to Alaska, um, I I can't speak for Princess. I know that's a popular one, and I'm sure it's an amazing experience. But I can tell you from what I know that I would choose either 
Holland America or Princess. And I can also tell you that if Princess is still the best, I can tell you that Holland America is trying real hard to up their game to be better. And that probably counts for something. So this would be an amazing ship to do Alaska on. Our, and I don't know what the deal is because Adam said his balcony was like normal or smaller. Our balcony was huge. Like watch yeah. the video, the showers in the rooms, watch our room tours. This shower was crazy. It was like probably as big as the shower in our apartment. Not, oh, not as a big, big one, but like a normal, normal standard yeah. size bathtub shower. It was like that size. It was crazy. I was a little upset that I didn't get one more shower before we got off the ship. Just saying. <laughs> like, like we started on our way home and I was like, man, I wish I would have showered this morning for this. And the, and then they had the the pump. A lot of them have the shampoo and the and the gel, but they also had the conditioner. And but then on the sink, they to have the lotion and the soap and the pump thing was really cool. And I will say for the people out there listening that um, are like of the same like mind as us, one of the things that they really really emphasized and and all the talks we went to and there were like upper management people there was their sustainability and trying to be a more green cruise line. And I don't know how much everybody in the audience cared about that, but for people like us, that's like a really big deal. And it should be a top priority for everybody because if we don't take care of these places, then we're going to lose them. And then it doesn't matter if you cared about it because you're not going to have a place to go. So we need to be aware of those issues, especially places like Alaska and the Caribbean where those ecosystems are so fragile and we need to preserve them. And it's, I couldn't do a podcast on cruising if I felt like this industry was, was overtly damaging these places that I'm cruising to see. So hats off to them for, for that. I hope they keep doing better and better with that. So there you go. There's my little PSA or whatever. <laughs> Your mom saw me in the shower. I saw that. Oh, Tammy saw me in the shower. <laughs> and he had his hat on in the shower. Yes, but it was covered <laughs> with a shower cap, so it was fine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if you don't know what she's talking about, watch our uh, watch our room video. There's me naked in the shower. Anyway. All right. Let's do our cruise creature. All right. You know what we didn't do, Kimbra? We didn't upload any images of this animal. I know. I was. That's why I asked you about it multiple times. Oh, I thought we were just trying to get an ID on it. No, I thought you were going to take a clip of it and put it on there. I didn't do that, but we will release a video of our Half Moon K experience, and you will get to see this animal. and And you can also just. Uh, do a quick Google search and and find out what it looks like. If you're listening to the audio one and you don't care anyway, but um, the cruise creature of the day is the brittle star, and specifically the the blunt spine, the blunt spined brittle star. <laughs> so, brittle star is basically the animal that we're talking about now. Um, I was really excited going here because I knew that there were brittle stars at Half Moon K and I knew where they are. I know where they are. I know how to find them. And Kimbra has never seen a starfish or a brittle star. 
in person other than at the aquarium, like in the wild, I should say. She's yes. seen them in person, but not in the wild. And so I, was, I get really excited whenever Kimber gets to see something she's never seen. I mean, I get excited when I get to see stuff I've never seen, but there's a lot that I had seen that you hadn't, that you, you've you gotten to see and are getting to see. And that makes me as excited as when I first saw it. So, um, so I was hoping to find a brittle star and I did. And so that's our cruise creature. Now, brittle stars are, are not technically starfish, but they are very close relatives of the starfish. So they're, they're both in the phylum Echinodermata, which means spiny skin. And the way you can remember that is you sing. Echinomerdata. Whoa. Echino, whoa. Echino. Well, you try and sing. Echinodermata. Echino there we go. I was. <laughs> I mixed my letters up. Echinodermata. Like an echidna, spiny, and derma skin. Spiny skinned animals. They are your sea urchins, your sea cucumbers, your starfish. Uh, and your brittle stars and brittle stars and starfish are um, in the same. What is it? King Philip called. They're not in the same class, but they're in the same subphylum. So they're in a, have I got a booger again? Yeah, yeah. It's been the booger episode. Apparently uh, I tried not to say it. Well, you know, whatever. So they're in the same subphylum together. So they're closer related than they are to like a sea urchin or something. But and they look like a starfish, except yep. for they have a, a small central disc. This species, it's about the size of a quarter. And then, well, it can be up to the, size the one of, we saw was like a dime, like a dime or, or a nickel. Yeah. Yeah. But they can be up to about the size of a quarter in this species. And their arms are very skinny and long and spiny and spiny and they're much spinier than regular starfish. But not like sharp spiny. No. They just have like blunt spines. This one is specifically <laughs> has blunt spines. But they're also, they move them really fast. Yeah. Like these are not, these are not starfish where you look at a starfish, it's moving full speed. And like five minutes later, it's moved 10 inches. This thing can move. Like they're pretty quick and they, they really flail about. They can drop their arms like a lizard tail starfish can't do that but starfish can regenerate their arms they can also regenerate their arms but apparently they need at least one they need they can't lose all of them i guess i don't know that's what i saw i feel like i research. saw somewhere that if you like split them in half they'll regenerate the other half um some starfish will do that maybe brittle stars can do that one too. of those videos that we watched one said of them that. said that yeah. So uh, that's possible. I think, yeah, I think it mentioned that they might reproduce. I think it said that they might do that intentionally, mm. like reproduce that way intentionally. They they reproduce sexually where they will, they call it like broadcast um, fertilization. They spew their stuff. Yeah. And the males and females <laughs> in the water, it's a cloud. It's not very fun, but, you know, little babies, brittle stars are born. Or they can like divide into two but then they're basically genetically the same thing so that's you know a lot of a lot of sea creatures can do that like corals do that and stuff so so that's kind of cool um this specific brittle star and most brittle stars eat detritus and like algae so detritus is like basically 
dead rotting stuff that's on the the bottom uh which explains why it's like under the rocks they also are very light sensitive they don't have like eyes but they have um light sensitive tissues that tell them when they're exposed to light so they get underneath something and and hide um but they're under there eating like you know just like the dead stuff that falls to the bottom they're the cleanup crew basically for the ocean and by the way they have a mouth with little scrapey teeth there uh and that mouth is inside that mouth is a little digestive system where they digest the nutrients out of whatever they eat and then they excrete out of the same opening so their mouth is also their butt they're potty mouths they are potty mouths just like the sea anemone they are potty mouths so so that's kind of interesting, right? So, but, but brittle stars, you will know them if you see them, because if you pick up something that looks like a starfish, but it's like a little circle with lots of wavy things and they're moving around really fast and they're a little spiky looking, that's almost definitely a brittle star. Almost definitely. And they live in all, all over the world in the oceans. And some of them are in shallow water. Some are in deep water. There's like hundreds of different species of brittle star in the world. But that's our cruise creature. So look forward to seeing that in our upcoming Half Moon K video that will hopefully come out this week. So speaking of Half Moon K, are we going to talk about that or are we going to talk about that later? Like next episode or something? Oh, that's a good point. Well, we are. Yeah, we can talk about it now. You just want to make an extra long podcast? Yeah, I mean, we're just 10 minutes over now. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Half Moon K, we'll just give a brief of it i think did i have a picture of it in this i don't know i don't think so i think i took pictures of it with the real camera no. not my phone so that's not on oh here. yeah but so anyway, we went to half moon k yes which is a tender port yes but um, a short tender they they did keep saying uh half moon key like a lot on this ship yeah i think they're trying to differentiate um, themselves from but we made the decision <laughs> we made the decision that if it's spelled k it's going to be said k yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. For now. Yeah. So Half Moon K is a nice, nice area. We uh, snorkeled. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Half Moon K is really cool. I know a lot of people talk about how beautiful it is. It is a totally beautiful beach area. Everything's included on the island unless you want to buy souvenirs or drinks. Um, then you have to do like the drink package for Half Moon K, I think, specifically. Uh, but it's a, it's just a really nice island, crystal clear water for the most part. It gets a little murky when people get into it, you know, but not too bad. You can still see in it. And it's got a swim area. It's got like you can do horseback riding. You can do kayaks. And you they can have do like a, a little trolley thing. Yeah, because it's a pretty long distance to get to the food area. Um, and they have a stingray encounter that you can do. They do have a snorkel you can do on, on a boat. But um, can you screen share on that and bring up a map of Half Moon K? Yeah. Because, so I know we've got Mike, I think, still in here from Levy's Fat Life. And I know he was curious about where we snorkeled because we did see a lot of cool stuff. And I want to kind of show everybody where to go in Half Moon K to snorkel. If you're interested in snorkeling, um, there's, there's spots where you can go. And it's actually... This is one of the easiest snorkels I would say that you could do. Like if you're a novice snorkeler, you're not super comfortable snorkeling, 
Like Half Moon Cay is the perfect place to snorkel. And is it the best snorkeling location in the Bahamas and the Caribbean? No, it's it's definitely not. But considering what we saw there and what I've seen there in the past, um, I still rate it as like super, super duper high quality uh, place. Can you make it the satellite view? I think down there. In the yes. Layers. Okay. And zoom in on there. Yeah. So it's here, right? Isn't that what we're thinking? Yeah. So so if you zoom in a little bit more, you can see this little area. Okay, um, I'll zoom in more. So when you tender, you tender into this little like a little canal. Little canal. You go and into. then you get off here. Um right. And then there's like some little shopping and stuff in here, right? Yep. 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 Okay, oh, and then and I, so then you want to go, you want to go if you're looking to snorkel, go right to the beach, right down there. Can where you can kind of show them with the yep, arrow. I got the pointer, so you so, come right in down into here, and all the way up. Really, that well, that little thing right there is um, like right there. That's like a playground, like a little water playground. But you can, you can, you know, get in the water in front of it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you're going to go out and follow this wall. And basically this wall, there's so, real quick right here is like a cabana thing that has like a water slide. And it's like the big fancy, like most expensive, probably one. Oh yeah. It's expensive. Yeah, So that's what's right here. Um, but you can go along this wall. Now, once you get out there really about where that is and past it along the wall, the, depending on the tide, it might be a couple feet deep. It might be four or five feet deep. Uh, it may be a little deeper at certain times of year, but I think that's probably the average. And um, and there is a ton of there are a ton of small baby reef fish that inhabit this, and super colorful, as well as a lot of little fish called like gobies and blennies that you can see on there. Um, we also saw the uh, Caribbean. Um, sea eggs which is a sea urchin a white sea urchin we saw the diadema long spine sea urchin don't touch those um we saw flounder. i've seen we saw a flounder in this area i've seen chitin lots of flounder at half moon k lots of peacock flounders at half moon k this is where i saw the octopus not this time sorry but <laughs> there's a spoiler i guess but the the last time I was at half moon k it was the most amazing octopus experience i've ever had still um, that was right on this wall. Uh, so you can go along this wall. You can see a lot of little stuff. Now, when you get towards, um, can you zoom in anymore in that map or is that about it? It gets a little fuzzy, it's but, kind of fuzzy. but when you get to about right here, okay, somewhere in this area is where the swim rope is. And so what you want to do is you want to follow along this wall and there's going to be a spot probably right probably right in about here. And there's just a little rocky area that goes out away from there. And it's, it's not a huge space. It's pretty small, but you will find bigger fish there, squirrel fish, grunts, uh, lots of stuff. And again, the water might be three or four feet deep. It might be six or seven feet deep, depending on the tide. It changed while we were there. It got deeper while we were mm -hmm. there. Um, this is where I've seen a lot of stingrays, although we didn't see any on this particular uh, day. But 
the other thing that they've done at Half Moon K is they've put a whole bunch of reef balls out there. Now, they've always had a few, but they have a bunch of them. And so the way you find those is you just kind of start where we just were at and you just kind of swim out and you can kind of look up for dark spots in the water and you're going to see quite a few. I don't know. There's probably what, seven, eight spots where there were reef balls oh at least and then on our way back in we found some more yeah and so reef balls are basically these sort of spherical shapes of concrete with holes in them and they usually have most of the time they had two or three together and and they put those in there purposely sometimes they're called oyster balls too and the, the point of them is they create a nice hard solid surface for new coral to grow and also like sponges, but you know, obviously oysters in some habitats. And so having the big open hollowness, hollowness with the holes, you get a lot of big fish in there. So you will see some colorful fish. Now there's, they're just little oases of uh, spots, but if you go to each one of these and you just hang out there for a while, and this is, this is my, this is my little experience advice for you uh whenever you go snorkeling somewhere like this it's kind of nice that there's not a ton of space to really explore because it really makes you hone in and focus on a few locations so my advice to you is to go hang out over one of these like reef ball areas or some part of the wall and don't just keep swimming just stop just stop and just float still as you can and just hang out there for like 10 minutes and you will probably see a lot of things because as you hang out there and you're not moving around, you're not splashing around, animals are, are going to become more noticeable. Animals are going to be more comfortable. Animals are just going to show up. And that is one of the tricks to seeing more marine life is just being patient and taking your time and, uh, and just really, really looking for stuff. But Half Moon K is a great circle. Yeah. Okay, um, we have a question from Mike about the lifeguards. Yeah. Um, we had no problems with the lifeguards. Um, there were lifeguards. There was one I saw. Well, there was one by us, but I think they were scattered down okay. throughout. Okay. Um, I mean, he, he waved at us, I think. Mike, did you have issues with the lifeguards at Half Moon K? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm asking him if he did, because... Right. The, for for him to ask that question yeah. yeah we didn't have any issues i was a little like we put our stuff down right by the lifeguard stand because i'm like hey there's added security or whatever but then the lifeguard wasn't there most of the time but then i was like oh i hope he doesn't say anything to me because i was gonna put my weight belt on i don't think he would have said anything to me but um i didn't put it on at first and i did after lunch because sometimes people are weird about that the weight belt they're like oh he's gonna drown because he has a weight belt but no, I have a weight belt because I know what I'm doing. Oh, he asked but... because of the rope. Um, we never went past the rope. No. So we didn't have any of that issue. So. You, you really don't need to go past the rope. There's a little bit past the rope against the wall. But if you go away from the wall and go past the rope, it drops off pretty rapidly. And so it's just sand. So you're not really going to want to be out there anyway. There's not a lot to see out there. You it's kind of cool to hang out the rope. You might see stuff hanging on the other side of the rope that may come in and out of that area. Before we get any more, um, Aaron is asking, 
on the group cruise, will we do adventures like this to teach us and point things out to us? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. If you come on the group cruise with us, uh, that is, that is one of the plans. I don't know where we're going to do what and that sort of thing, but you can absolutely 100% count on it. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you know that Kimber and I love to talk about this stuff and we're both, um, you know, love to teach people things. And, and so, yes, we will love to do that uh, and, and help out and also um, show you how to find things. If, if there's tips we can show you in that. And if, if I can swim down and pick something up and bring it up, that's safe and safe for the creature, then I, I will do that depending on where we're at. But uh, yes, absolutely. That is, and we will go and we will video and we will go over videos and pictures and we will ID we'll bring things. our books. We will show you how to identify animals. Yes. You will. Yes. You will be either happy or you'll be like, please shut up and stop telling me all this stuff, which if you do that, we won't be offended. So, but I don't think you'll do that because I think you'll enjoy that. But some people, <laughs> it's like when I, even when I was a teenager and I went to the zoo with people, like I just talked the whole time. To where I think people were probably like, let's not ever go to the zoo with Matt again because <laughs> he won't stop talking. So. Um, Aaron, send me an email, fantastictravel at gmail.com with um, some details on what you're looking for, like cabin type and such. And I can get you prices. And we absolutely would love you to join us. Cool. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up. Okay. And then we'll be back. All right. For those of you who are sticking around on YouTube. All right. Well, on that note, it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We're back. We're back. Okay. So let me just answer a couple of questions real quick or address a couple of <laughs> statements that Mike, Mike says, I took my drone and they allowed me to use it. Um, but they said to keep it off the beach and over people's heads said a drone hit a small child in the head several months ago. I can tell you, Mike, that my buddy Mark had a, had a drone, like, well, as he still does. And, it came down and I don't know if he tried to catch it or what. I mean, it had all the safety features, but it hit his arm and like he had to get stitches. Like it chopped him up bad. So I get why they would want to be careful about that um, for sure. So that, but that, that sounds terrifying, but I'm glad they let you use it. So they were discussing uh, possibly banning drones if they continue to have issues. Right. So it's one of those deals where this is why we can't have nice things because there's always some, moron out there that's not being safe hopefully that won't happen i hope it doesn't because i love to see the beautiful drone footage and stuff um so if you and i'm not addressing you mike in particular but if if you fly a drone out there please be careful for people's safety and so that you don't ruin it for everybody else so there there's my uh 
there's my two cents there. Um, Aaron says, be careful what you say, Matt. You might, you might drive you batty with questions. <laughs> That's okay. I, I like answering questions. You may have noticed that. Yeah. So we, uh, all right. So we have a couple other things before we go. You want to save one of those for the after after? Which one? The really cool one or the other one? I don't care. Whichever one you want. You tell me. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. We're going to end the audio recording part right now.